Hello, everyone. And welcome to episode 79 of uh, IGEL Weekly. I'm your host, Andy Whiteside. This week is a corporate edition. We're going to mix it up, though, and actually pull a blog from the Citrix site and talk a little bit about endpoint analysis and specifically how it relates to IGEL. Uh, I got Chris Feeney with me. Chris, how's it going? It's going well, man. I feel like it's been forever and a day since we've uh, been together on the same podcast. Been a busy uh, first part of the year, that's for sure. Things are, uh, things are, well, yeah, first part of the year, it's, yeah, it's June almost, right? We're still, it's crazy. I don't even remember where the first half went. Yeah, looking at the, a lot of expense reports getting in and out and out, but there's been a lot of things to talk about and uh, exciting uh, beginning of the year for sure, so. So your ears are probably burning. I met uh, several people, several healthcare customers last week, and, you know, they're working with IGEL, and some of them know you slightly and some of them don't know you at all uh and i was like well that's the guy we need to get you hooked up with if you're talking about improvada and some of these healthcare workflows uh so hopefully my team is doing that and you should get a couple more customers wanting to just chat with you and us occasionally yeah I, uh, in, the care, in the area that you cover uh, at least the original area I, I spent a lot of time developing that territory um and you know, there are some people still around that i know uh and a few that i don't but um, yeah, it, it's starting to get engaged more in those conversations. And uh, the exciting thing is we we are bringing something to market. We're not talking about it today, but uh, we're, we're weeks away from launching a new integration with Improvada that I've been very excited about. So more to come on that. We'll, we'll definitely highlight on a podcast in the, in the coming weeks. Yeah. Well, this is actually, uh, okay. So this is off the, the blog we're talking about today is Enhanced Endpoint Security with Citrix Endpoint Analysis, EPA. Mm-hmm. for IGEL OS, and it's from a guest. So the guest is actually Catherine, uh, what looks like Gallagher, yep. marketing at IGEL. So it's technically is an IGEL blog, just happens to be hosted on the, the Citrix blog site. Yeah, we've got it also co-hosted on our site, but it's the same blog. Um, and it just highlights really the longstanding partnership we've had with Citrix over the decades now. Uh, and this is yet another integration that we can uh, talk about today. Yeah. Okay, so I switched back over to the IGEL posted mm-hmm. one. Same, same blog. I, I, this is timely for me because I literally are running around printing these, presenting these IGEL uh, Zentegra Blueprint lunches, and it includes IGEL as a big dose of that, and Citrix and VMware and others. Um, but one of the things I talk about is when we get to our next phase of zero trust as Integra, we've eliminated the idea of BYOD. The only way you could use BOID is uh, to log into our workspace and get a mitigated a mitigated experience where you only have access to say like a virtual desktop. Uh, at the same time, if you have a BYOD device, but you boot from a UD pocket, then all of a sudden you can have IGEL and then you can have access to everything again. So that's uh, that's the future design here. It's Integra is somewhat in place now, but you know, using Citrix input analysis to determine, okay, is this an IGEL unit or not? That's, that's what we're going to be doing. And one of the things I love about our company is we use the technology Therefore, we can stand behind things that we believe work, and you don't have to, Mr. Customer, guess at what works or try to figure it out. You can just follow our blueprint, or you can talk to us about, you know, deviations from. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's uh, um, using it. Certainly, getting a feel for it. I, I've been um, heavily uh, testing this this new integration we've had, you know, on, on different platforms and trying different things and and getting a sense of. You know, do we feel like it's you know ready to go? But but using it certainly uh, gives you that confidence. Um, and like I said, when I'm on the road, I carry my Agile laptop, and the pockets, uh, and swap them back and forth. So 
Yeah. Um, and this, 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 really this idea, this story, this is reminds me of my first year at IGEL and one of the uh, federal accounts, they, um, I wouldn't call it endpoint analysis, but their users needed to, in order to access their Horizon desktop, they needed to have a, a VPN client uh, that they were using, but it wasn't enough just to have that. They wanted to be able to know that it was an iGel device coming in. And so we did something to try to make that acceptable when they were connecting in. And then once they passed that check mark, essentially, then they could, you know, proceed forward. So this is that similar kind of idea here. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure it's way better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris, your audio may be a little low, so um, maybe turn it up a little bit or just speak up a little bit, but sure, it's not there. No problem. Let me just check my microphone. Yep, I know exactly what the problem is. So I think we've covered, you know, the general idea here. Um, the, the first real topic, once you get past the introduction, is granular control enables direct access to analyze and check device posture. Um, first paragraph is talking about grants the uh, IT IT administrators uh, endpoint out to help run health check to to the targeted device. Um, and then really goes into this section here where it talks about the detects. What I think is most important here when it comes to IGEL, because some of this other stuff doesn't matter, and that is what is the actual operating system? Do you do you know if there's a specific check that it checks specifically for IGEL when it's uh, looking at the endpoint? Yeah, I was just looking at that. I need to check because it's obviously it's, it's uh, and by the way, is my audio better? It is. All right. This is just a uh, live demonstration of using a much better uh, audio like this EPOS headset, a little side. Uh, we should have them as a sponsor, by the way. Anyway, well, I think we caring. talk about them all the time. That's right. <laughs> uh, my webcam wasn't getting the job done, so uh, we're we're working much better but audio now. Simple put: if uh, if yeah. you use virtual apps and virtual desktops, and use and you don't use at least something similar to EPOS, you're using the wrong thing. Correct. Um, but yes, I believe there is, uh, you know, some level of checking there. Uh, I was checking to see since it is part of the workspace app, more specifically 2302. Um, that's where I was looking to see if there's a, uh, I said, if it's not on our side, on their side, where you say, make sure it's an IGEL or you could specify it as such. So. And let's uh, say you get checked and it's determined that you're. OS is IGEL or some supported operating system, or better yet, not some not supported operating system, or your uh, your updates, your OS updates, your antivirus updates, or antivirus period, your firewall, your web browser, certain softwares are up to date. Um, you know, do you, do you can you explain what happens next? Yeah, this is a great question. So obviously, one of the benefits of IGEL is as a read-only OS, we don't need a lot of that stuff like the antivirus software or various things, but the other things that might make sense to check are um, if the OS version does need to be updated in, on version 11, that would obviously include whatever the Citrix workspace app is, or maybe the Chromium browser, for uh, for example, what versions of those are out there. Um, if, for example, there is a need to go to a higher version, uh, I guess as of 2302, anything higher than that, uh, would they uh, check for that? And uh, and then before proceeding, make sure that the uh, OS gets an update. Now, for those that administer IGEL, they know that uh, as soon as a device comes online, whether it's on the um, in the office talking to the UMS server directly or remotely managed, you can push out an update rather quickly um, so that it is up to speed before it tries to connect into resources. So there are ways to handle that. But 
assuming that had not occurred, this this would basically do that check and say, uh, hang on, you gotta you gotta update before you can connect. Yeah. And I guess what I would highlight in addition to that is you can grant access to some resources, but not others. So you can pick and choose. Do you give them a virtual desktop? Maybe, probably. I don't know. Do you give them a virtual desktop, but turn off uh, you know, file redirection? Yeah, maybe printing's turned off. All kinds of things can happen. Yeah, the power of, of uh, those policy-driven decisions. Um, that is, uh, I think, where you guys definitely excel on the Citrix knowledge. Mine, uh, not so much. I could make an educated guess as to what those options might be or could be. Uh, but I'm, I'm not limitless. in. And, and part of that too is, and this is, I struggle. I, I meet people every week. And even though it's 2023, people still either see Citrix as published apps or some type of virtual server desktop or VDI desktop. And if I were to log, in, log into my workspace today, you would see just you know 50 different things that I can go and do. Most of them, I don't have to launch a virtual app or desktop to do. Yeah, I mean, it's really... We talk about a lot. I mean, Windows is just a, a platform to access apps, you know, and there's just a lot of apps that still need that type of platform, but a lot of them have migrated over um, and are easier to get into, let alone some of the, you know, authentication scenarios where you can authenticate once and then it kind of gives you access seamlessly across your your resources. No. And I've tried, I know, for example, we talked about it before, I, I, I've tried to work out of just uh, the Edge browser, for example, for a day um, and everything I need out of there. And honestly, not a terrible experience, you know. Did, I'm but, sorry, it didn't come through. Did you say a terrible experience or not? No, a no, not a terrible. I mean, um, I remember uh, when you guys had your kickoff in Nashville, I forced myself to present from, uh, we were doing it through Teams, but from the browser. Uh, in this case, Edge on my device, I think it was yeah. my iGel device, and it worked great. Yeah, yeah. The only real, real wild card if your environment setup is network latency, and I did it last week at a Ruth Chris, and you know, it, five years ago I would have been really scared. These days, I was less scared, and it worked looked, worked really well. Yeah, I'm less scared about the the latency pieces. I mean, especially when it, when you're running a virtual desktop uh, these days, it just seems to have the experience factor has gone on way, way up, even if it's just on 4G LTE or whatever. It's not terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's the, uh, it's the latency that's the key. And I'm, I'm using it this morning on my all-in-one back here and working and, you know, a little bit of typing latency, which I got to go talk to my team about. But other than that, it's been a phenomenal experience and um, very secure all at the same time. Nice. Well, I think you guys, you mentioned earlier, you're going to uh, try to implement some of this EPA stuff uh, or already are. Is that correct? Well, we've gone from you know being a Citrix partner that uh, was all about BYOD um, to being a partner who understands that BOID, B, uh, bring your own device, BYOD, is uh, is a good thing, but needs to be mitigated and controlled um, You know, between single identity sign-on, uh, multi-factor challenge, um, you know, good identity provider scenario between all that plus plus controlling the devices with uh, either a Tanium agent or you know limiting devices to something that we send out. If you do, if you have all that, then you get to see everything. If you don't have one of those, then you get to see a small subset of things. But for the most part, it's what the people need to do their job. So we're uh, you know we're implementing a, a user experience, a zero trust 
high definition user experience is probably the best way to say that. And I think not enough people say those two things in conjunction, uh, and it really needs to be both at the same time. Yeah, the, the zero trust, the high definition experience. Is, you, is that what you said? High definition user experience, zero trust, or zero trust with a high definition user experience. That's actually your goal. Yeah. Uh, no, I like that. It's, 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 you know, it goes back to when I learned years ago, uh, trying to implement, you know, new technology or enhanced technology in healthcare, you got to find the right mix between security and convenience. Yeah. And if you get that blended together and the user doesn't really know that behind the scenes, there's a bunch of security in place to make that a great experience. That's, I would dare say the Holy grail, if you will, but that's, that's what you're aiming for. The, the restaurant in town with the best food, but without a good customer experience is not going to be a great restaurant. Indeed. In fact, yeah, we, uh, I won't, yeah, we went to one this weekend. We, um, we've been there years and years, but hadn't been in a while. We went back and they could have made it a much better experience if they even just had like music playing lightly above, right? It was just, it was dead quiet, if you will. And you can kind of hear what other people were talking about and, and you know, just all you all you need is a little bit of ambience and it would have made it a little bit better. Yeah. They could actually have bad food, but good ambience and people would actually maybe likely like it come back. Yeah. So just that little thing where like, you know what, we probably won't come back here for a while, if at all. So it's all about understanding that crazy thing that matters the most, and that is the human being. I guess look at it this way. If if the end user knows that it's Citrix or iGel or whatever and they start using those words, then you realize you're kind of in a bad situation, yeah. generally speaking, you know, if, if they're having problems and they're like, oh, it's this, you know, you, you want to try to make that invisible, if you will. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you can do a lot, obviously, with these combination of technologies. But if they are already starting to put those words in a bad context, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle. <laughs> Well, and, and what I dislike the most, and I've done it with people multiple times in my career, is when you make that support call and the tier one guy starts specifically telling the end user what it is they're dealing with and potentially blaming the part that isn't even the problem, but they don't know any different. They just think they sound smart by by throwing out the, the different technologies under the covers. That will get me riled up in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm very much, uh, my approach is, is uh, obviously understanding what is the, the use case we're trying to achieve has that been correctly set up and if so are we dealing with okay something's not quite working we got to fix that or is it you know it's something they want to do that we have never done before or whatever right or maybe it's a true bug whatever yeah so and there are true bugs but more often than not it's configuration issues yeah i just i can't live driving into the weeds right out of the gate my uh I do a trust, but verify. I love that. That was uh, Ronald Reagan's kind of approach when they were keeping the Russians at bay. Right. You know, they had this uh, and that really, honestly, from my days in the federal, that really referred to uh, the verify was our spy satellites checking on them, (laughs) making sure they were, you know, staying true to the uh, negotiations and and whatever. But, uh, but yeah, trust, but verify. I I, uh, use that. Um, Yes, I understand what your problem is, but let me just take a look at a couple things first. So, um, we're actually going to do that today with one of your teams. Uh, customers trying it out, and uh, something's not quite going right. I don't know exactly what the problem is, but we're going to take a look. And my, I suspect it's just configuration, and should be in and out in ten minutes, hopefully. So, 
I can hear you. Not really. I think check your uh, audio, my friend. Uh, nope. Okay, how about now? Test, test? Yep, we're good now. My microphone went, died on me or something. Anyway, I'll tell you, I was getting excited because um, uh, Max from EPOS just let me know he got another headset for me, so I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, there's stuff. Uh, I love it. I, uh, I uh, Whether it's the speakerphone or this one that I use when I'm walking around the house or something or the Adapt ones that I carry on the road with me, uh, their stuff's awesome. So makes a difference. Yeah, I over to one, my Yeti mic, whatever, however quit working on me. And now I'm on the EPOS device for road sound and yeah. save the day again. All right. Well, Chris, thank you for the time. I know you got a lot to do coming off a holiday weekend. Uh, I know I got a ton to do, but appreciate it. And we'll do it again in a couple weeks. All right. Take care.